I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. They say I walk around like I got an ass on my chest. No, that's a semi-auto and a vest on my chest. I try not to say nothing the DA might want to play in court, but I'll hurt a duck a nigga down like it's a sport. Damn. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house, Karen. Yes, we are. We are literally in the house, in the apartment, um, chilling right now. Um, we have a guest that's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Been a while since we had her on the show, but yes. I'm glad we got her back. <sighs> Me too. Um, and, I miss y'all. Uh, we you miss you too, sweetie. <laughs> we miss you too. Um, and it's our good friend, Carla Simpson, aka afro 10 and it's spelled all phonetically and shit so it's like two a's a h f r o and then one zero on twitter um and she also uh has a catering service otastingc.com um and uh you should like her on facebook go go search carla simpson and be her friend and you can see when she's uh doing stand up and everything in your area uh how you doing carla how you been I'm well. How are y'all doing? Uh, everything's Good. lovely. As lovely as it can I've been be. I listen to the shows and laughing. I, I miss y'all. I love y'all. But everything's good. You know, I'm just doing the mother of teenage daughters thing, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I drink a lot of Merlot. I'm drinking Merlot right now as we speak. <laughs> yeah teen- teenagers yeah yeah we uh i we i play basketball uh at this court uh like uh most of the time and uh we were playing basketball the other day and there's this girl who was like and i've talked about her on the show before she was probably like 13 14 and she <laughs> she added me on facebook a no. long time ago and i and i unfriended her or i like made her in the group where she couldn't see anything yes because she was Why? really well she was nice but i'm an adult and um yeah. i know her i know her dad and her mom and stuff and she's cool i don't want to know what she's doing and i don't want her to know what i'm doing ain't like, that the truth exactly but you know what little kids i have very few of my kids i have like if you have my blood in your body you're on my facebook as far mm. as kids go Okay. And uh, but then like a few of their friends are on my Facebook. When I say very few, like few, like they come over here and break bread with us, like on the regular, and that's it. Because you know, uh, Miss Carla got a little, you know, wild side. And right. They just don't need to know. That's what you I'm know saying. What I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm gonna say. Yeah. You know, they yeah, might. And I have teenage daughters, so it's it's. Yeah. So she she used to be my friend. Well, she is my friend, I guess. But but she's in that group that can't see anything. So um. <laughs> You know, and, uh, cause, cause before I forgot to put her in the group, she used to like, I'd be saying something like, man, these niggas out here wilding out. And she'd be like, mm hmm, like, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, no. Like, you need to, you need to be in bed, little girl. Like, stay on my, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, yeah, yeah, no. like, daddy, he on there talking about these niggas wilding out. Right, right. <laughs> so I went ahead and, um, like the other day I saw her playing basketball. And now she's like maturing and stuff and she actually has breasts and all this stuff. But her clothes are the same size as when she was 13. Uh oh. And that ain't good. Yeah. And I, I looked over and I was like, Hey man, is that the same? What the fuck? Like, yo, she got to put yeah. some clothes on, man. Like, and now it's like the struggle of a teenage daughter got to be so trill. Like mm-hmm. I was glad that I was like, see, this is why I'll be blocking them from my Facebook page. I don't want to be on to catch a predator. I don't want to be mm-hmm. ac- accused. I don't want no misunderstandings nope. or nothing. I, I'll be like, nope, I don't even talk to your daughter. Please do not come over here. 
nope that's why i'm glad i don't have any children and if i did my children would be mad at me nope they ain't going over there nope you ain't coming over here nope you ain't spending the night nope no 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 and for the record i don't think Cause people crazy. People, especially if you have like sons or you have a husband. I don't want nobody yeah. accusing my son. I don't want nobody accusing my husband. And and I I don't, I don't want your fast ass little girl coming over here. We got issues. Well, we got problems you know, falling out. You know what's funny is I don't even think like she's not fast or anything like that. It's just a matter of like kids develop and grow so fast. Yes, they do. She's a teenager, right? And right. Nowadays they off the chain. And they unpredictable. Yeah, she's still like a kid in the brain, so it's like, yes. you know, it's just yeah. weird and awkward, man. I don't, and so whenever I hear people be like, "Yeah, I got teenage daughters," I just think of stuff like that, like, "Oh God, thank God I don't have to deal with that yes. awkwardness." You yes. better be glad, Jack. Let me tell you, get a dog, get some fish, a bird, son, because it is just—it's off the chain. If really, I have two that are driving now. One of my kids works, you know, and then, you know, the oldest two, they're grown. I don't have to worry about them. But they bring their kids over here a lot. And, you know, me and my son, my son's 22 years old, and he's not even friends with me on Facebook. I have to either text him or send him messages through his sisters because he, when I say he gets on Facebook and he just be talking about if this and this, that, and I'll be like, oh, I can't take it. You know, I just can't take it. I mean, I know he's a grown man, but I just can't take it. Mm. I can't take it. And then plus, I don't want him in my business like that. So right. I think he don't need it now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, so. Hey, Carla. Carla, yeah. what inspired you to start your catering business? I got laid off. Oh, me too, nigga. What's up? Uh, shout out to I got uh, laid, laid off. And I'm telling you, it's right it's something when you used to making this amount of money and mm. you go to making that amount of money mm. and um i'm cooking all the time anyway you know i love cooking like cooking is my love if you know me i love to cook and um i'm always in the kitchen that's my thing and so i was just sitting here one day and one of my friends she just told me she said you know, Carla, you always cooking food for people. She said, you ever think about charging people for cooking? And, you know, I really had it. And so um, my favorite scripture in the Bible is, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. So I just went with it. <laughs> I just went with Man, it. And the, I, uh, I told people, the Lord, you know, let's the, see what happens. The Lord sounds kind of, uh, the Lord sounds kind of freaky right there. <laughs> 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 sound a little. Well, no, Rod. He's not freaking. Well, actually, it was David. Oh, okay. I need David to see some. Yeah, David. Uh, <laughs> David got yeah. around from what I remember. Yes, he did. He 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 David know, is, took another man's yeah. wife. He was a dirty yeah, man. He kill, yeah, he was off the chains. Let me tell you. Yes, I mean, he David was. was that dude in the Bible. He was like, "Yo, I'm gonna kill your husband. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get you crazy. All this crazy." Yeah, yeah I, I can kind of see him being like, "Yeah, taste and see that the Lord is good." <laughs> <laughs> David was like, I done did everything underneath the sun. I know I'm jacked up. Um, but uh, so, so how, what was your layoff experience was like? Was like, what was that like? Because I, I went through mine and like at my job, twenty six people got laid off. I was out of work that day. I was sick, so I got mine first thing the next morning. I was number twenty six, uh, and uh, they called me into a small <laughs> office and laid me off uh, all by myself. And I had to go pack my stuff up and, and walk out, but I hated my job, so I was okay with it. What? How was your experience? Child, let me tell you. 
I had been in this country, corporate America, 13 years. I was the I was their only Spanish translator for like five years. Mm-hmm. So I've been with this company. I've done everything with them, everything you can, you name it. And um, we merged with another company out of Charlotte, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, they assured us that you know this merger is going to mean great things for the company. Blah blah blah. Right. Next thing I know. They're sending my whole department to Dallas, Texas. And the only way I can keep my job is either go to Dallas, Texas, or go backwards and go back to the call center. And I don't know if you've ever worked in the call center. No, but, but I, I heard they off the, the chain. Okay, no thank you. I did that. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm just too old. I'm going to be 40 years old. My nerves cannot do the call center thing. So um, I got laid off. Mm. And it gave me a nice little package. My package was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the package ran out. <laughs> and uh, I have these teenagers, and they are steady accumulating things for me to spend my money on. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of high maintenance myself. Uh, so it was just a trip. And like you said, Rod, I was so sick of that job anyway. Yeah. That when they laid me off, I... It took everything in me to not to just church shout all the way down through the building. Yeah, like, like you were already doing, you, you were already doing stand up. I wear one of my supervisor's outfits and honey, when I tell you, I shout like I was in church for like 10 minutes. I was like, Lord, I'm so glad they fired me. Thank you. You were, cause you were already, uh, you were already doing stand up anyway, right? Yes, I, I have been doing stand up for almost ten years. Now. Yeah, and there's a, there's something about um like I don't know, man, like just having a certain type of mind that just doesn't fit into corporate America necessarily. Like I can make it fit, I can do a lot of stuff, but it's just this, right. I always felt unfulfilled. I always like kind of envied people when I looked at them and saw that they were getting true fulfillment from the shit we did at work. Because I'm like, how can you find it in this? It's really? so mundane. Really? And I mean, I was good at what I did. Now, mind you. Me too. Me too. Um, I was great at it, but, you know, my whole thing was, you know, this is not me, okay? I didn't even go, you know, I didn't even go to college for this foolishness, you know? I went to college, actually, believe it or not, to be in radio broadcasting. That mm. was my major. And uh, speech and theater arts. Like, I like to be doing things, fun things, you know, and going in, sitting in that cubicle every day. I felt like, uh, you know, I call my job Egypt. My, <laughs> my ex-co-workers <laughs> laugh at me <laughs> because I call it Egypt. And I say, when I got out of Egypt, I was not going back. And, you know, it took them laying me off. I mean, it's been a struggle, I'm not going to say. You know, it's been a struggle because it's different to go from having a full-time job and steady money and benefits mm-hmm. to going to, uh, you know, I do work part-time in a, a retail establishment. Okay. Uh, do you get like and insurance through that or? Yeah, well, I call that retail hell because, you know, that's just. <laughs> Do you get insurance and stuff through your retail job or? No, I okay. have no insurance right now. Oh my I God. Since I was 14 years old and I have absolutely, well, I do have OBGYN insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Sam made sure I have that. Right. Oh, I so- have that. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> I don't know, um, it, like, I don't, I don't, I think, did, I think at the time you were, you were on the show last time. Were, were you like about to get like engaged or something like that? I couldn't remember exactly, but oh. <laughs> that response—that's how I says a lot. 
Oh, man. Huh? That's how I was just like, it felt like uh, uh, a Mary J. Sell a bit, I buy a bit. You know, I get it. I'm selling, <laughs> and I love, I love Huckabuck, and that's what's so crazy. Like, I love this group. I love a man. I love Flash, but he took I you all the way back to zero. He took me all the way back to zero, dude. Off dick, off. you are off dick, cold turkey. Cold turkey. Oh and my I god! Cigarettes too. Yeah, man. Well, hey, I mean, you know, but not not at first. Now, wait a minute. Oh, now, okay. let me tell you what I did do was. When I first broke up with him, I had a moment of what I call foolishness, and I was dealing with this 26-year-old, and you know I'm 39. So hey, well, you know, you got to get it how you live, player. Yeah, you know, I got to get my cellar on. I ain't mad at you. Very well. You know, it was fun. It was fun. But mm, that didn't work. And so I just totally went to, to being celibate. And this is like a new, because like now I went from being like the most popular girl that guys call and they say they like me and to like, like nobody calls me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I saw your avatar. I mean, I, you know, I just do the, I'm the mom. I go to work. I go to church. I come home. That's my life right now. Well, I don't, first of all, now I don't know what it is about, uh, breakups and stuff, but it's like, uh, you like your avatar now compared to your avatar then, which, you know, of course both were, were, look great, but it's like now it's like something in, it's, I don't know if it's in the smile or the eyes, but it said it's just like available. You know, I didn't know to even, <laughs> like, I, I haven't been keeping up with your relationship status at all. I just looked at your avatar. I was like, I need to ask her that because. <laughs> Yes, that 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 picture looked like come hither. Mm-hmm. I'm single, yeah, very much so, but you know, single and celibate. And, you know, men ain't shit, Rod. No. Oh God, don't get me started <laughs> on these good for nothing ass men. Mm. Yeah. Don't get me started. Oh, y'all something, honey. Think <laughs> they know everything? Can't keep their dick in their pants. Ain't that the truth? Mm. And then the ones that do. Hey, they be throwing out. You know what? I just want to say that North Carolina is the home of the baby dick. It seems mm-hmm. like. I claim ah! You know, when I was out there, I was just like, really? This is what's going on? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to be celibate. Look, I can't take it. Yeah, walk around the little baby it. dicks. No, can't, no <laughs> pipe game. No, thank you. No, no thank you. No pipe game. Just no yeah. thank you. Hey, I hear you. Hey, Carla, I know you, like me, you really, really, really love food and you start your catering business. I know at one yeah. point in time you were saying that you had lost some weight. How much weight did you lose? Altogether, I lost 123 pounds. Wow. <laughs> How did you do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Over, and wait, I, over, I, over what period of time? time? It took me two years. Okay. Um, Crystal meth died? Yeah. Because that's what I'm thinking of doing. It <laughs> took me two years. What, uh, you said, what did you say, Ron? Uh, the crystal meth died. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get this okay. weight out fast. 
i'm thinking you know all all unnecessary weight can go teeth uh, uh fingernails just get it off of me hair it's just let's go you know what i just really actually with me i just want to get rid of the mama belly you mm. know i i like my big booty i like my thighs i like all that you know oh, yeah. i just don't like the 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 big stomach thing that i have going on and i get tired of wearing spanks do you wear spanks right you know they have men's spanks mm-hmm. yeah i know i know that's the stuff to tighten you up ain't it yeah it's the stuff that like yeah. suck your fat in will transform you. Let me tell you something. I send that woman a Christmas card every Christmas. It's <laughs> Spanks like girdles. Now, thing. you hear me? Let me tell you now. You can put a Spanks on and it'll stop all your sugar jelly, honey. It'll look like you've been working out in a gym. It's the greatest. Now, Carla, here's the thing that's interesting to me. Like, when you do stand-up, right? And I know you put you put everything, you know, you go out there, you do your act, you put a lot of stuff in your act, talk about kids, all this stuff. Does Do you get hit on after you do stand-up? Because I think when people are on stage, there's a certain type of uh, power there and a certain type of, like, attraction, seeing someone in the element that is kind of shining. Do you ever get, try to, do people try to pick you up after you uh, get off stage? Every show. <laughs> at churches like and it's so funny because <laughs> i have a show this friday actually like at this big church here in winston-salem and i already know the church holes are gonna be just come out in droves because that's how they do me and i'm just like really you know i you know i have yet to meet a quality individual from <laughs> one of my comedy shows i'm waiting what is I'm a what is a church game like though because you know wow. like you just do a stand-up for uh church and like what, what kind of stuff are they trying to say when you get off stage <sighs> right i mean is it church These appropriate church, man they are it's so diff- it's just so I don't want to talk down about the church brothers oh, because, okay. you know, okay. I, I love the church brothers, but some of them, they just so hopeful. They just hopeful. <laughs> you know, they are so ho-ish. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, and what's crazy about it is they don't even try to hide it. Yeah. I can't marry me and deacons holler at me. What? Wow. Did you hear what I said? And it's just like, I'm like, really? You know, you know, well, we can just be friends. I could take you to lunch sometime, you know. Uh, you know, you know, do you like to go to nice places? Did, did, real. I'm a Christian that they ain't used to because I'll be the first one to be like, nigga, please. You know what I'm saying? Really? <laughs> hey, do you think I'm desperate? Because I'm not desperate. Carla, did he have on uh, gator shoes and the gold teeth when he was talking to you? Girl, oh, my God. <laughs> he had an S-curl. Yes, he did. Girl, and a Steve Harvey button-up suit. hitting on me now. I think he got fake teeth. Oh, no. <laughs> Walk around them Doc River teeth. Oh, no. <laughs> my kid was like, Mommy, uh, I don't even think those are his teeth. And, you know, I was like, uh, I, think I peeped that the last time he talked to me. Uh, yeah, I want to be like, girl, you need to unbutton all 17 of my suit buttons I got from the Steve Harvey collection. Ah! Oh, and I can't stand at one of them. He's just be wearing these little bright suits, honey. He came to church the other week, honey. He had on, like, this pink suit. Mm. And I pray he don't even hear this episode, but he just, uh, that pink suit, I couldn't do it. I like a man in pink. 
But not no pink suit. He ain't no pink shoes, too, y'all. Hey, man. Church dudes be getting <laughs> it in, man. That's I can't grow it. Crayon box. He from, he from somewhere further down in North Carolina. I'm going to say, look, we in the South, but then, you know, it's some niggas that's from the South, South. Like, yeah, I just can't you know, picture. Alabama, whatever. I just can't picture, like, fucking somebody I met at church. Just because <laughs> the, the hypocrisy Ew. is too much. The hypocrisy for me is too much. Like, I would be up at church like, why are we even here? Because I and we are definitely going to smash as soon as that bell rings. So uh we about to undo everything we learn. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm about to undo all this work. I need a church with a drive-thru where I can just drop off the donation and just go on by my business. Be like, I'll see y'all when I'm ready. We need to get married. It's just, you know, it's a double-edged sword because, you know, I really am trying to, you know, I'm trying to live right and whatever. And, yeah. and, you know, I have my daughters looking at me and, um, and, you know, sometimes I feel bad because the oldest two kids, um, when I was married to my ex-husband, you know, um, we were young for mm-hmm. one and we were party, party, party. So they saw us partying and doing all that good stuff. And then when we had our kids, like, because the oldest two, they're his kids. They're not my biological kids, but I raised them. Mm. Um, so when we had our kids, you know, I was like, hey, we're not going to be doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's a it's a difference between the kids. And it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I feel like if I met someone at church and we were dating, uh it, there's like a there's a certain level of sex that you have where you feel like Jesus would be ashamed, and like when you, uh-huh. it's, it's like when, yeah. like when, when it's all when it's like when you're married and stuff, you kind of like can can like rationalize it like nah, it's cool. Yeah, but, but it's just the bed is undefiled. I'm gonna tell y'all the best sex I ever had, ever had, was a church dude. Like mm, I believe it. And, the first time I ever did I ever tell y'all this story the first time I ever got pregnant was at a church convention no you did no. not tell us that <laughs> but you can mm, somebody turned so the water to wine that night old, I was a straight up tomboy I met this guy from Baltimore he just took the tomboy out of me you mm. know what I'm saying and I met him we used to go to a church convention in like Virginia Beach every year and um, me and this guy, we dealt with each other for years. As a matter of fact, he's still one of my best friends to this day. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'm the girl that, yeah, at that point, if I want you, I want you. So right. I don't care if you go to church or whatever. So flip to, you know, lately. I'm not going to say lately, but in the past few years, the guy that really, like, you know, what, like, do the thing he's a church dude like Mm -hmm. a real straight up church dude and it's really crazy so i had to like you know i had to you know tone it down or whatever but yeah them church dudes they yeah one of my one of my friends uh one of my best friends was like a pastor's kid and shit so like you know but he used to get it in like and it i couldn't do it like i don't have the duality in my nature like that where i could be like uh yeah, I blew it back out. Anyway, man, you trying to be at the early service tomorrow? I don't have it. Like I, like I would, I would laugh before I could say it. Like if it would be like, yeah, I I slept with this chick last night. You trying to go to church? I'll be like, nah, I'm just playing. I'm not. I'm staying. But you I'm know what? When in. you grow up in the church, you kind of do do the duality. Thing yes, you do. Yeah. You know, my grandfather was an elder, 
And I grew up, you know, my whole family is like Holy Ghost sanctified. And I'm my father's kid. <laughs> mm. And my father was like off the chain. And I really am, you know, I mean, I wasn't a hoe like some women. I say that. Now, wait a minute. Now, for anybody get that idea, I wasn't a hoe. But if I wanted you, I got you. You know what mm. I'm saying? And that was my thing. And I like to have sex, so I had sex. Well, I'll be, so you know I what else? Sex. You know, a lot of people lie about it, but, right. you know, I was a church girl that liked to have sex. Now, I mean, I still am. Hell, I'm just not having it. Right. Now, Carl, I got to ask, man, like, um, what, one, I kind of feel like this is, like, talking about alcohol to somebody that's in, like, uh, AA. <laughs> Like, I feel, I kind of I feel bad for this interview because, like, yeah, dick is good, isn't it? It's the best. Anyway, too bad you can't have none. But, um, so, but, um, but, uh, the other thing I was going to say, like, have you ever done this thing that, and, and I think every dude that has dated a chick that was kind of religious has had this, this, uh, this, this happen to him. Have you ever been the one where, like, you tried to dial back the fucking because of church, like, where it's like, uh, you know what? Um, I don't feel too comfortable and, uh, we need to start, you know, uh, we need to cut back on this sex and, and, and all that stuff. Cause you know, Jesus wouldn't like this and we ain't married. And like, you ever pull that card on somebody? Uh, well, actually, <laughs> I did it with the church guy. <laughs> 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 What's so trifling is, we went to the same church, and like, if you went to church with us, you would never know that me and him was dealing with each other. <laughs> but outside of church, <laughs> we were like, dead. Whole walk together, playing cards, you know, having the greatest sex ever. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, oh, you know, Jesus. Like, Jesus doesn't like us doing this. And he was like, you know, girl, let me do something good to you. Yeah. Buddy. I was like, what? <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you walk by, you walk by <laughs> each other and say. you walk by each other in church and be like, Sister Simpson, Brother Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nod and keep it going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would be like, Sister so-and-so, how are you today? I'd be like, great, God bless you, all right. Oh. Do y'all you know, say that? I walk off and I know he'd be looking, huh? Mm. And then he'll, I get out to my car and he'd be like, Tessa, girl, you was looking good at church. <laughs> now, do y'all, now, do y'all, um, say that in bed too? Is it like Sister Simpson, I'm about to tear that ass up? No, no, or does that go out, no. that stops? No. Okay. No, actually, he was like, I call him my black man kryptonite, actually, because um, <laughs> it's funny that we are talking about this guy because I hadn't talked to him in a long time. Mm. And he just inboxed me on Facebook like yesterday. Mm. <laughs> Celibacy over. <laughs> Grant, like, Grant. Because he doesn't have my phone number. Right. Um, but he was the one that brought it. You understand right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm 200-something pounds, right? And you can't just flip me around, you know, but mm-hmm. this dude, he could flip me. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, the, that arm strength. I kind of love him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and the things you do, praise God. <laughs> Honest, so I said, oh, no, he didn't. I said, this ain't nothing but the devil. You know how your grandma said, yeah. this ain't nothing but the devil. That's how, you know. Yeah. So I've just been in here praying ever since he inboxed me because I don't know how to deal with it.
I just know from a dude's perspective, all dudes hate the the chick that dials back the sex. That and everybody's been in a relationship like that, so it's not even some like uh this is only happening. It's just uh we're talking about it right now. But I guarantee you a lot of people in the chat room, a lot of people listening to this, downloading it later are like, Mm-hmm. That's happened. <laughs> like I've I've, I've seen but that. You know what? I never did it to anybody but well but him, I think. Mm. And actually with my ex husband because the the crazy thing about us is we lived together seven years before we got married. We were mm. together seventeen years. So we shacked up for seven years. Mm-hmm. And um um at one point, I was like really getting holy roly. At one point, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's sex reduction. Sex anymore? We were living together. Oh my god! And I was like, what are you talking? You're like, girl, what are you talking about? And I think that lasted like a week, really. Actually, yeah, oh man, that's sex reduction. Ah, about that, a week. That, that speech, <laughs> nigga. That speech. You might as well be telling me I got cancer, dog. Like. <laughs> That that shit, like you gotta have some good bad, bedside manner to get me through that conversation because it's like, oh man, what is we gonna do? I feel like Puff Daddy, uh, and when Big died and he was on that song, like, what are we gonna do now? It's all fucked up now. What is we gonna do? <laughs> Fuck that shit. Never again. I did that shit one time. I was like, I must have been in love because never fucking again. Okay, I mean, and you know, it's just. I don't know. It's just different now because now I just have so many other distractions. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're younger and, and I don't know, I don't know. But now I think actually, to be honest with you, I think I'm worse now mm. because now I, now my, my aunts always told me, they said, look, when you get ready to hit 40, girl, your body get ready to just be off the chain. Mm. And, you know, I'd be like, what are they talking about? But I promise y'all, it's like, you know. Sometimes I'd be in here sweating. I had to go put my hand in the freezer. Oh, you man. Because it'd be like that. You know, like Lashes. cold showers don't even work. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay. And you know I told pure romance for like two years. Y'all know that too, right? Nah. You know, I was for a lady for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I just recently stopped doing that, actually. Wait, you did You did what? Romance. Oh, pure romance. romance. What is, what's pure, <laughs> yeah, what is pure romance? Know. And I never say anything to y'all because I know Adam and Eve is your sponsor. But right. I did pure romance. Um, well, they're not sponsored today's show, so what is Pure Romance? Pure Romance is, is like we sell sex toys and sex goodies ah. and sex books and sex aids. And um, I was like one of their top sellers for years. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I really just, I just stopped doing Pure Romance like two months ago. Actually. Oh, okay. And they're trying to get me back because I was one of their best they sellers. Want, they want that stuff moving. no sex. If she doesn't know anything else, she knows sex. And, um, Man, I feel I'm like, you, like I feel like the way, the way you're talking right now, I feel <laughs> like you're that dude in the Kung Fu movie that's the baddest Kung Fu master in town, but he won't fight nobody anymore. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah, I know my sex. I, I I practiced sex food for 20 years, but then one day I was forced to kill my brother, and I swore off any 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 yeah, fight. Traumatized, right? I would never do it again. They put it a dramatic music in the background. <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. It's a, yeah. No, nah, it's all right. It's, uh, it doesn't sound terrible. Like something will happen and challenge you, and you'll have to uh, prove it to yourself. And uh, you know, yeah, that's how all kung fu movies work. Some somebody will attack someone close to you, and then you have to fuck them to death, and that's it'll be fine. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Um, Karen, did you have any more questions? <laughs> oh, we got to talk about your voicemail, baby. Oh, my God. Girl, I tried to call you. 
uh because we couldn't get you know we were having technical difficulties with skype so we just tried to call you live on the air like three or four times why do you have a different song for every, every time call? we call uh. <laughs> and i think the first one was a church song it was like praise yeah. the lord and then the second one was like i want to freak you like, <laughs> like it got sexy and yeah, sexy we, we called like four times yeah, i was like i, I want to know like, what's next what's, well, yeah we was hoping we was gonna get some two live crew i know i think that's my bipolar um <laughs> No, I'm like, I'm bipolar. <laughs> it's crazy, but anyway. So, I, I have my, my my call list on shuffle. And I forgot that I had it on shuffle because my brother said the same thing. He was like, he called me one day and it was like this gospel song playing. And then I think I have like Alicia Keys playing. Mm-hmm. And then um, like Usher, Climax. And yeah. I can't remember what the other song is, but yeah. Yeah, what because they- I mean... Just depending upon when you call me is what you'll get, and I haven't changed the song, so. Well, it definitely uh, made us call a few more times. Yeah, I was like, I want to see for, what else she's going to get into. For the heck into. of it, you, you was talking about you have uh, bipolar. How, how is that, uh, dealing with that in your everyday life with, with all the other things you have going on? Well, you know, it's crazy because um, the doctors told me that I'm borderline manic, uh, borderline bipolar. Mm. Uh they said I'm on the low end of the spectrum. And, you know, it's it's something when you always know you're crazy. Like, I'm crazy. Ha, ha, I'm crazy. Right. But then when you go to the doctor and they tell you, yeah, you're kind of crazy, but you're you're mildly crazy. And that mm. was like, what the hell you mean I'm crazy, you know? And the doctor was like, I'm not telling you you're crazy. I'm just telling you. They said, what did they tell me? They said back in the day they used to call it borderline. Um, they called me a borderline personality. That's what the shrink told me, really. Mm-hmm. And they told me that, you know, I had started going to a psychiatrist. And, you know, I just keep it real. I'm an open book is what I am. Yeah. So when I got separated from my ex-husband, I needed to see a shrink because we had been together so long. I didn't know how to not be with him. You understand what I'm saying? Even though I knew it was a good thing for me, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do it, so I started going to the shrink. And then the shrink actually told me I had to take all these tests and what the hell ever. Then they told me that I was, you know, I was low-spectrum bipolar. Mm. So, you know, that explained a lot because I'm the kind of person that I can be watching a, a commercial on TV and I'll start boohooing. And I could boohoo for like 15 minutes. Mm. And then... Five minutes later, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm running around the kitchen. I'm singing, you know, whatever. And they, you know, they wanted me to go on Prozac and all this other stuff. And I was like, the hell with that. I have Merlot and Shiraz and rum. And that keeps me. And so between Jesus and the Merlot, I'm good. (laughs) I still have never taken. (laughs) And people can laugh all they want to, but... I'm not taking no medication. Mm. Between the wine and Jesus, I'm good. I'm straight. So no, have they tried to prescribe you medication and you were like, no? Oh, yeah. Or, okay. They tried to put me on it, but I was like, no, I don't need that. Because, you know, when I really feel myself going off the deep end, I just go drink something. Mm. So medicating with alcohol. I, I like this. Uh, now, I'm not a doctor, but I like this <laughs> method. It works. I'm going to use it for if I, I'm gonna use it for stuff. Like, I use it if I get it the flu. Works. Like I, I get a, tell you, you tell them it works, honey. A glass or two of wine or, you know, some rum, a concoction, what I call them. I'm making a concoction. I'm good. 
Hey, I'll, I'll use it for. My children I, are still alive. Everything is good with the universe. I'll use it for a uh, sports injury. That's how real I'm about it. Ah. I'm sorry. They'll be like, you broke your ankle. I'll be like, I need two bottles of gin and some Sprite. <laughs> gin. Gin makes me like turn into a gremlin, so I oh. really don't drink that. <laughs> so. All right, man. Uh, um, um, oh, but, man. But, so when did you get um, like diagnosed, though? It's been a while then, right? It's been four years ago. Four years? Four okay. Years ago. Yeah. Actually, four years ago. I just looked at and your I picture remember. on. I just went and looked at your picture on Twitter again, just to see if I could find some crazy in, and I couldn't. So even my cradar might be off, or maybe you're right. Like I went to look to be like, did Carol have crazy eyes? And I forgot because mm-hmm. I I got no. a good cradar, man, and uh, I didn't I didn't detect nothing. So uh, no. she she might be right, no. man. Just need some Merlot and uh, I pray a lot some Jesus. and I drink a lot. Hey, actually it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not a prayer, but I drink a lot. Um, okay. so all right uh karen you got anything else or uh, go think, ahead if you do i think let me see because it's like so many like different questions like you say you do you, you're in comedy and things like that uh what is like the especially being a woman what's the hardest thing being a woman in comedy oh uh, i would say for me that I can't dress up like a woman. Would you believe that? Mm. Because a lot of the guys that I perform with, they can dress up like Medea or like Ricky Smiley can dress up like his grandma or, you know, like a lot of the, the comics that are just so ha ha hilarious, these dudes, they dress up like a woman. Mm. Okay. I can't dress up like a woman. I'm a woman. Yeah. Like they can and do so a character. I already, I can't do that. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like that's the thing I can't do. And, um, you know, I think that's hard. I think men, sometimes they, they expect me to come out there, you know, because I've even had guys tell me, you know, uh, well, what kind of jokes do you tell? And I said, I don't tell jokes. What do you mean you don't tell jokes? I don't tell jokes. I just get out there and I talk about, you know, the things that happen to me, you know, or, or people I know. Because sometimes I tell comedy about stuff that I don't even know, just stuff that I have conversations with my girlfriends or my guy friends, I have a lot of guy friends because when you're, believe it or not, when you're the cute girl, a lot of females hate you. Mm-hmm. So I have more guy friends than female friends, actually. I have a lot of guy friends. But, the, but you still say they're not calling and, and trying to hang out and kick it. No, because, you know, um, you know, I'm very straight up with men. I'm like, you know, this bullshit that you was doing with Cindy Lou, you're not going to do with me. Ah, uh, mm. Plus, you leading with the, yeah. you probably lead with the celibacy right off the bat. Like, yeah, you know, you know. Well, lately, yeah, but no, I didn't, you know, I haven't been on a date in like, oh, God, six months, I think. Mm, mm. It's yeah. been a while. You, it's been now, a while. Do you think if you, uh, when you get off stage, if you like let them, uh, reverence order you some drinks, they might take you out or something? <laughs> <laughs> wait for you uh, backstage with a bible in his hand come on here girl you said you I like my love myself mentally for anything when it comes because i meet all kinds of people doing comedy and you know i ride the city bus you know i don't have a car mm. and i ride the bus with the holes in the morning mm. that, you know the, like the they real literal yeah the prostitute. real holes yeah, they, 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 they should be ending holes. i ride the bus with them Mm. Because they're 
they're getting off the streets the same times I'm going to work. Wow. They and, must not have any pimps because a pimp will at least like come pick you up. I have three holes that I'm real good friends with. And um, we talk a lot. And one of them is a guy, actually. He's he's a gay hole dude. <laughs> Do you call them you call them hoes to their face? <laughs> well, yeah, they call themselves hoes. Uh, so, you know, hell, if they call us so long, I'm gonna call them a hoe. I'm like, hey, call her, yeah. hey, hoes. <laughs> yeah, they be like, what's up, girl? You know, what's she doing? I mean, girl, tired, girl. And it's so crazy because two of them, I don't know, North Carolina hoes ain't New York hoes, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I agree. It, it ain't the same level. They be all skanky, danky, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But these little hoes down here in North Carolina, and Winston Salem, they might have on some little booty shorts. Right. And, well, it ain't what you thinking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's a hoe? Yeah. You know, and I think what give them away, the hoe is they, they have the weave and the, and the makeup on, but the clothes don't look old to me, you know. Right. That's yeah. just me. Well, um, um, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's crazy. Riding the whole shift, um, with, with the hoes, <laughs> uh, kicking it with the hoes. Like, that'd be, uh, you need they're to record cool some people. of that. They're really cool people, actually. You know, I bet they are, man. Cold. I bet they are. Yeah. They need to holler at a pimp though, because the pimp will at least pick them up. Um, also, if you're, I always think, I always, as a dude, I always think chicks that are waiting for the bus and chicks that work in like fast food or something, I always feel like, uh, if I was gonna holler at a chick, those are the ones to start with. Cause like, even if she don't like me, she might like air conditioning and a ride. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, <laughs> with that, no. Right. And I think some people have made that, you know. And I hate the guys that ride the bus with me that ask me out. Like, I'm like, you're the first person to ask me out. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? You, oh, my God. We both, both riding the bus. Really? You, women ain't. Like, I don't want you. We both on the bus. I met my ex-husband riding a bus, so I've had a bad bus experience. Yes, you have. Hey, man, women, women are. Dude, the man that rides the bus with me, bus thing, I can't. Women are the worst, man. Like. I, like a dude would be like, oh, cool, we in this together. Women be like, nigga, get a car. <laughs> like, like, you need to get your like, car. Right. Like, we. I want Right. Like, now we both doing bad. Damn. Like, <laughs> what else did he be doing good? I love how women do that shit. What oh. else need wheels? But you know, I'm not like that. I mean, if I see a brother going to work, because no, not on the real, now I like a man that, you know, Dirty work. You know, mm. I like a man that I see, like, you know, if I see him out fixing the street mm. or got on a little garbage man uniform or whatever, I know he good with his hands. I know he, you know, I like that. That's right. what he's going. So if you listening and you, you know, <laughs> you know, you good with your hands or whatever, right. and you like, Jesus, holler at me. Because we, you know, we might get do something. But get a moped. Get a moped first, fellas. Two wheels of four. Yeah. Get you two to four wheels. And but it'll then, be nice if you have a car. Yeah. It'll be nice. It'll be even nice if you can help me to get a car. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also uh I also would like to see a, a bus date, you know, you'd be like, Yeah, I'll be there girl about eight forty six. People ask me. No. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> well, it'd be, it'd be like, girl, I'm gonna pick you up. What, what, what you want me to pick you up? Uh, just go down to Trade and Trine around yeah. 8 46 no, no. p.m. Hey, exactly. That's how our bus station is. It's on Trade Street. No. <laughs> right. 
yeah, uh, eight thirty-seven. Uh, exactly. No. Meet me, 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 me on the blue line. Yeah, me. No. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to transfer uh, a couple times. But yeah, we're gonna get, get to the there. movies, girl. We're gonna. We need, we need to leave I'm three hours early, or else we won't make it. <laughs> All right, man. Um, this is the Blackout <laughs> Tips podcast, and um, you guys can find us at theblackouttips.com. Um, and we do have other things like news and stuff to talk about, but make sure you go to theblackouttips.com and donate to the show. Uh, subscribe, get an email address where you can get an update every time we post something. And um, yeah, it helps support the show. And uh, of course, we do it five days a week now. Uh, tomorrow's show actually be at five, so uh, five p.m. Uh, we'll have Patrice on. We'll talk about Game of Thrones and stuff. So, yep. Make sure you guys check us out there. But um, let's talk about some some other stuff, some news and, and whatnot. Um, first things first, man. Um, I should have said at the top of the show, but you know, heart goes out to uh the people in the Boston Marathon. Yes. Who uh, it appears to have been. I think it's a terrorist attack. I don't. I know that's just speculation, but. I don't know what else the fuck it could be, but there was like two bombs that went off um, crazy. near the finish line um, in, at the Boston Marathon. Um, two people were killed. Or actually, I think they say three now, but two were killed at the time um, that I saw this article. One was an eight-year-old boy. 132 got injured. Wow. And they said some people lost limbs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people lost limbs and stuff. Uh, eight this children. so sad, man. Yeah, just that type of random, ridiculous evil in the world that somebody would want to do that to someone. And, you know, who knows who's responsible for it and what gripes they have with, you know, either the U.S. or Boston or just the government and stuff like that. Um, uh, the explosions happened about 2.50 p.m., more than two hours after the first of the races. Uh, nearly 27,000 runners had crossed the finish line. Wow. And uh, that was the thing that made me think it was terrorism when I first heard it. Because yeah. I was like, if they waited two hours after the first people crossed the line, then they wanted to kill American white people because Nigerians always finish that shit first. <laughs> they was like, you ain't the target. Right. This so, is, but you know what? It's the truth, though. Yeah, I'm it's not joking. Truth. I'm serious. Like, I really do think they were like, uh, not y'all. Y'all, y'all, we know y'all come in first every year. We want to get the meat of the people that are just like, uh, you know, not amateurs, but you know, they're not. People. Yeah, and then you know they said like the VIP section, like the people that were like VIPs mm-hmm. that were sitting around or whatever. They were like people that had like money, like wealthy, yep. you know, Americans, you know, not Black Americans, but yep. Americans. And they said and like, really uh, feel funny about that. You know, it's crazy. They even said like some of the the parents from like the Newton town, like. Uh, that, that, they were there in that section, Aww. like a bunch of stuff, man. Um, I saw pictures yeah. from it. They're really, it's, it, it looks like a painting as far as how much blood is just splashed on the yeah, ground I, and stuff. I, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. I got a shout out to Stitcher. I got an update on Stitcher. So, and I listened to it on Stitcher. They was actually playing like a broadcast in Boston. So people out in Boston, our, mm-hmm. our, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to you. Yeah. Well wishes, however, you know, you do that. Uh, Black Guy Who Tips family, anybody associated, you know, with it. I know, um, Sherry's family's up there and stuff like that. You know, our thoughts and and stuff do go out to you. And, um, like, the first person I actually thought about when this happened was, um, 
jay um the impossible white man of the show um because oh, she yeah. does all these marathons and stuff like that's yeah, her thing i yeah. was like but she had sent an email not too early, long before that so i was like she must not be doing it um but just yeah. crazy and this man. one is a large one like people from like all over the country literally all over the world run in this marathon yeah yeah but it's crazy because my sister's husband is from boston his whole family and they're like my family Mm-hmm. And my loctician who does my hair, and she's one of my best friends. She's from Boston. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I have several friends that are from Boston. One of my best friends, he lives in Boston right now with his partner. And, you know, I was just like, when I heard what happened, I kind of freaked out a little bit because they're the kind of people that would be at the Boston Marathon. You know what I'm saying? Like, they right. would be down there chilling, enjoying the day. And I, you know, I just, you're right, my heart goes out. Yes. Because nobody's safe. It makes you feel unsafe. Yeah, it's a very um, arduous uh, task anyway to run a marathon. And, um, you know, I understand that, like, it blew up and there were some people that still, like, finished the race. Like, because, yeah. cause, and I was thinking, like, that that's because uh, that's all they have dedicated themselves to for so long because it's a very arduous thing that something in their brain was just like finish this race you can't say this is your official time till you cross the line like even through all this chaos and craziness and tragedy and, and my, my thing is who's keeping time who's checking you to make right. this shit your the time clock is blown up what the fuck do you think they're really concerned about your personal time i think it's just an extremely personal sport or but whatever there were people that were still taking the time yep actually Crazy. And people that were still running, like oh, that was still people. Yeah, and it's well, it's also on camera. Like, oh, it yeah. it tracks you no matter what. So you, I, I don't know. I don't know who you email later to be like, hey man, I understand all these people got hurt, but um, I just need to know was my time officially uh four oh eight or four fifteen? Because uh, I have, like I want to know, wow. like that. <laughs> that's you, gonna, I mean, but it's just like you know there was somebody who did that yeah, yeah and, 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 and i guess in my mind and i understand it's a marathon and people are running but they're not running towards the finish line they running away from whatever the situation is. well you happening. remember during uh hurricane sandy there was a big deal because they wanted to have the marathon for new york city and they went down to the wire they were going to do it and then they kind of said okay no but you know, there's a lot invested in this. There's there's travel and there's, money and sponsors. Yeah, yeah. now you yeah. know people will make the argument like, well, you can just still come to New York and help pick up debris and shit. But this shit happened literally in the middle of a race of, of a marathon. You yeah. don't have time to switch plans to like, yeah, I I I'm just gonna change my hotel to book uh, to to have people that uh got shot. Like it's just you know it's just a weird thing, man. And but the, then yeah. they canceled the Boston Marathon last year, and they didn't explain why they canceled it. And I wonder, mm. was it because that they had a terrorist threat last year? It could have been, man. And they just didn't make it publicly known. Yeah, yeah. it could have been. Yeah. They're, they're looking for a, a darker-skinned or black male right now, possibly has a book bag or a black sweatshirt. So if you black in Boston, uh, it's about to get a little bit more racist yeah, than normal. Yeah. They even had to cancel the uh, Celtics game tomorrow. And I'm assuming that's because most of them are black dudes and Celtics wears black sometime when they shoot around jerseys. But, uh, mm. now nah, they probably just canceled it. Cause I mean, do you really feel like going to a game after some shit like this? That, and they're not mm-hmm. rescheduling the game. They're just canceling it. I think, um, 
a lot of the playoff standings are already set in the NBA anyway. Yep, so, so it's just like, why learn. even, you know. I had to play an extra game or squeeze an extra game in there. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, man. And then the other thing, my mind always goes to this too. Um, and it's just, and I'm not trying, it's funny, but I wasn't like trying to be funny. I can't help but think this shit every time a tragedy like this happens. I wonder if there was just someone like trying to cross the finish line at that moment who's just like, Oh, just fucking kill me, man. Just God damn. I, I'm right. in so much I mean, pain. Yeah. And then boom, cause, cause yeah, it's a, it's, it's about endurance. It's yeah. about breaking your body down in yeah, the it's will. Exhausting. I guarantee somebody had to be thinking that and they're like, did I do that? But have you seen the video? Because like when the bomb goes off, it's this guy running. Yeah. And he just falls down. And it's like, okay. So like, did he get hit? Or right. did he just get shit out of him? Or what happened? Yeah. Because I've, I've watched it, I've seen it like a million times today, and I'm just my I'm trying to figure out who this dude is. Like, right. did he finish? Did he get hurt? What happened? Was yeah, he scared? you know, I just you know I want to know who that dude is. I don't know. That's yeah, my mind, not my mind picks up. My mind does the same thing. Called I pick up on the weirdest fucking thing. Where I'm just like, <laughs> who? Why, why was that brother uh trying eating a hot dog? Like, why wouldn't he just turn around and drop the hot dog and run? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then that's the thing I think about every time I see the video. I was like, yeah, man. But yeah, man, that, that's a crazy tragedy. I'm sure we'll be covering more of that as it comes out. out. Yeah, uh, sure. but absolutely. That shit just sounds like a fucking terrorist attack, dog. Like straight up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Another thing um that that uh was in the news uh apparently Kevin Hart got arrested for DUI What? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'll I'll play the uh, article. Let me see here. It's one of those sassy Hollywood uh blogs <laughs> too, so yeah. you know it's going to have music, music and shit. in the background. I'm Stephanie Bauer for Holly Scoop. Our pal and everyone's favorite funny man was arrested for DUI. Yep, Kevin Hart hit the bottle and took his car for a spin on the freeway. It was dangerous, but he's admitting I was drunk. According to the California Highway Patrol, officers spotted the comedian driving in a black Mercedes on the 101 freeway at about 4.30 a.m. According to TMZ, he was driving erratic and going 90 miles per hour. Kevin later admitted that he was tipsy, but he straight up failed his field sobriety test, so it's not like there was any question. The Highway Patrol says when they pulled Kevin over, he showed objective signs of intoxication. But he's actually lucky because the reason they spotted him, he was driving so fast and crazy, he almost collided with a gas tanker truck. Kevin Shit. was hauled off and booked into a local jail for misdemeanor DUI just before 6 a.m., but he posted a $5,000 bond and all's well that ends well as it doesn't seem like he's sweating it. See, Lindsay Lohan, it's easy when you don't lie. For more entertainment oh, news... Oh, one, two, oh. one, two. Damn, well, they popped just, in the face and kicked down the knee. Right, random Lohan shade in the middle of an article about someone else fucking up. See, Lindsay Lohan, it's your fault. But yeah, Kevin Hart, they say he was tweeting about it and shit. Like, uh, this man, but he said it's a wake up call and he's gonna like, I don't know, change his life or some shit. But yeah, man, that, that would have been a crazy tragedy if that dude just died randomly driving into a gasoline, uh, tanker one night on the, on the highway in the middle of his most successful time of his career. Yeah, after spending years or years yeah. of playing black, terrible-ass movies on Netflix <laughs> that I have queued up that me and Ty Diamond and, and Phenom and Kevin and all of us eventually <laughs> going to watch. 
Yeah, he put a lot of time into his career. A lot of people Years. don't know that that Kevin Hart's been yeah. doing com- comedy forever. Yes, he has. So it's yes. just you just know. recently he got like the fame. Right. So if he would have got um fucked up now, it would have really been like, uh, dude, uh, terrible. Wow. So um, that was just crazy. Oh god. So um, I, I, oh really, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, but but listen, and he's and he's a comedian that really doesn't have the excuse because he's made so much money at this point. He don't have to drive himself. Yeah, no. I've seen like his. And I was just thinking that I was like, why the hell are you driving yourself? Right. Okay. I've seen his stand up specials and stuff. Dude has an honorage of like twenty people and shit. Like no one could just be like, hey man, I'll take the bullet. I'm the designated driver. Kevin, you should never get in the car drunk. Like. It's four thirty in the morning. I got you. Okay, I, I've been drinking water all night. He, he he don't have an Alfred. Alfred, come get me. Right, somebody, man. Like yeah. that that shit should never happen. I'm not gonna say he should never drink, but he definitely should never be getting drink and drive. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, that's crazy. Um, another thing, uh, we saw the movie Forty Two. I don't know if you saw uh Forty Two, um, Carla, but it's about Jackie Robinson, the baseball player. Was it good? Oh yeah, it was very good. It's a good movie. Uh, first black player to, you know, the integrate the major league baseball. And, uh, I found it very good. Um, well, some of, some of the stuff isn't in there. And Corey Erdman, um, who is, uh, you know, of the Morning Jones fame and, uh, a boxing analyst, uh, for the score. Well, I don't even know if it's called the score anymore, but for, uh, yeah. the sports media in, 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 in uh, Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. He yeah. He was talking about there's a scene in 42 that was not in there that I was seen in Jackie's real life an incident that was in his life but it wasn't brought up in 42. Um and okay. it, and if you see the movie he really couldn't cuz they don't cover much of his time as they don't cover any of his time as a soldier actually. But in no, 1940 they don't. in 1942 when Joe Lewis the boxer and Jackie Robinson were both stationed at Fort Rally. Joe heard that Jackie and other qualified blacks had been turned down for officer candidate school. Lewis immediately called Truman Gibson, who promptly visited the Kansas Post and settled the problem. Robinson and almost a score of other blacks were admitted to OCS. Before Robinson completed OCS, officer candidate school, Gibson also claimed that Jackie took exception to a white captain referring to a black soldier as a stupid black nigger son of a bitch. Wow. Now, remember in the movie, they refer to him bucking, uh, you know, having some issues and being kicked out of the army for, uh, you know, having, you know, for uh, having a temper. Remember that, Karen? Mm hmm. So I guess this might be the incident says, uh, so Robinson said that man is a soldier in the U S army, uh, to the captain, the white officer shot back. Oh, fuck you. That goes for you too. Seeing that the officer was immune to his reasoning. Robert Robinson tried a, uh, Jackie Robinson tried a different attack. He knocked out the captain's front teeth. Damn. And, uh, once again, Lewis intervened, summoning Gibson back to Kansas to save Robinson from a court martial and prison sentence. Uh, years after the war, Gibson recounted how Lewis tactfully bribed the commanding officer to overlook Robinson's actions. Robinson returned to OCS and graduated. Later in the war, Gibson claimed Lewis was there again for Jackie Robinson. Gibson's rendition of the story is filled with high drama. Uh, stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, Robinson had a run in with a white bus driver. As Robinson boarded the drop, or as Robinson boarded the bus, the driver ordered, nigger, get to the back of the bus. I'm getting to the back of the bus, Robinson replied. Take it easy. 
Man, like white people back in that day being racist and angry it must be like how black people are on twitter right now where it's just unreasonable like, yeah it's like you didn't have to say that like i was already right. going to the back of the bus shut up retweet um <laughs> uh the driver said you oh the driver said you can't talk to me like that the words quickly escalated and the driver reached for his revolver damn oh. driving a bus with a revolver but not as quickly as Robinson reached for him. Gibson later wrote that Robinson wrestled the pistol away and massaged the driver's mouth with it, depriving, oh, depriving him of many teeth. So he put the pistol in his mouth and busted his teeth out. Once more, Lewis called Gibson, but it proved unnecessary. The post commander recognized both the justice of Robinson's action and the probability that he would never conform to life on or off a Southern post in November of 1944, he was honorably discharged from the army. Um, so I wonder if they could have put this as like the opening title part of Jack and Robinson's story, but then white people would have been looking at it. Like, I don't know if I should be rooting for this nigga. He's beat up two white people <laughs> to start the film. Knocking their teeth out and everything. Yeah, they like, talked about it, but they didn't really go into like details. Yeah, but I actually would have liked to see that in the movie, man. Honestly, not I didn't know Jackie did that shit. So, uh, thank you, Corey Irvin. Thank you, Bomani Jones. Uh, we appreciate it. Right. Oh, they're great. I love them too. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, I couldn't have lived back then. I'm, I, God put me in the right time because I say that if too. If I had to live any other time, I'd be dead. Like seriously. Mm. I'd be fine. I I would have just sold all our black people out. Um, a police officer, <laughs> a police. <laughs> I feel over there like, what is we gonna do today, boss? These niggas show is troublesome. Oh no! Oh no! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I be dead. Like seriously, I say this all the time. I'd be, be all up in the house t- t- talking about all y'all. Mm-hmm. Be like, Carla ain't got to work yet. Mm-hmm. You be on the field, brother. You're scared to dog. He be the one. Oh, see. <laughs> You be you be the Uncle Ruckus. Yeah, I'll be up in there limping. Oh, Lord, yeah. Um, I'll be I'll definitely be eating my white cake. Um, a <laughs> a Port Canaveral police sergeant was fired Friday after an internal investigation show he offered other officers a target resembling Trayvon Martin to use for shooting practice. Are you for what the fuck is wrong with them? What's crazy is I remember when we covered this story about the person who started selling shooting targets in the shape of Trayvon Martin and with with hoodies and Skittles and shit like that on them and being like, that's reprehensible. Who the fuck's going to buy that? A fucking police sergeant. And then you want other officers to shoot at it. And you, and you didn't think nobody was going to report. Like you didn't see the problem. You didn't see the issue. You mm-hmm. didn't see the racial, you're not being sensitive to, to race or anything. Well, as we always say, Karen, old Florida, Oh, Florida. Uh, yeah, they are crazy down there. And I feel some kind of way about Trayvon anyway because, you know, my sugar baby, his name is Trayvon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my sugar baby, he is, you know, I call my grandkids my sugar baby. Mm. But my sugar baby's five and his name is Trayvon. Yeah. And when Trayvon got killed, it really, like, it was something for us because I could only imagine somebody doing that too. Right. It's not like, you know, I, I feel like. For you to play? Right. Really? I, I feel like because joke? because the media has tried to turn it into like there's two sides to everything. They really have turned Trayvon into some type of menacing criminal who's walking down the street prowling ready to be you know just he had to be taken down like a like a wild ravenous dog or some shit and he was just a little boy he's just a little kid home. yeah that's all he was he's a 17 year old kid that was walking home 
after getting some skittles there's no fucking excuse for him to be dead and the idea of it being some type of cool thing or funny thing some joke to these uh assholes to put his picture up and take shots at it uh it is it's callous and it's fucking uh it's stupid and uh and and, and it's racist so um you know I, I just thought that that was crazy so juxtapose this uh this story oh wait i guess i do have his picture we can play guess the race actually uh what race do you oh. think sergeant ron king was ron king mm-hmm. sergeant ron king Country white or light skin black. <laughs> you got to pick one. I want you to pick one and go with it. Believe in yourself. Use the racial prejudice force inside you. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I will say. I will say Ron King was white. All right. Let's check the chat room. Officer Cheddar. Ron King sounds like a black name. Elma Fudd shooting a Waskali Negroes. Uh, Uncle Ruckus, Clayton Bigsby, anti-nigga nigga. David Duke, the black cop from Boys in the Hood. Loving the camera bear, camera bear white. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jaquetta. Um, would have, would have took smiling pictures at a lynching back in the day. Ha, uh, one, one who fights yetis for crackers. Dog kisser, Ivory. The answer is white. And there's a white man. Um, and yeah, that king always throws people off because black people be like, king, that's a nigga, right? Uh, yeah. Like, Not this time. <laughs> Not this king. Um, <laughs> so just juxtapose that shit with, uh, the MTV movie, movie awards last night. Which was terrible. And, uh, we watched about five minutes of it. Uh, mostly because the comedian, whatever her name was, was just not funny to me. At all. Um, and I don't know if it's because she's from Australia or what, but it just, her jokes weren't landing with me. And Mm-mm. pretty much if you don't kill your opening segment, it's not like you're going to be funnier later. So. Ain't that the truth. Right. So why bother? Right. Yeah. I just couldn't relate to it. Um, so, uh, I saw they cut to Jamie Foxx for, for a second and he was just kind of chilling, but, um, I couldn't see what his shirt was. Well, apparently he was wearing a shirt at the MTV movie award that said no justice, no peace and it's like k-n-o-w but the n-o is in red so no justice no peace and then they show uh trayvon martin in a big picture in a in a square and it's surrounded by a bunch of little squares of all the kids who died in the Newtown uh shooting um so a lot of people would feel like you know he's a celebrity bringing awareness about how trayvon martin hadn't gotten justice and you know, uh, you know, the, the, this is an issue where we're talking about young, uh, victims of gun violence in this country. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, according to, uh, public shaming, uh, dot tumblr.com, uh, they, they go down Twitter and check out what people are saying. Uh, uh, Cody David says, fuck Jamie Foxx and his Trayvon Martin shirt. Motherfucker got what he deserved. I use for baby, you serious? Kyle N. Fraser says Jamie Foxx's shirt can go fuck itself. Uh, I like Kaiser Daily says fuck that nigger with the Trayvon Martin shirt on. <laughs> and you and you and I'm gonna tell you right now, you better not look me in my goddamn mind. And tell me racism is not real. Oh. Is, is Jamie Foxx really wearing a Trayvon Martin shirt? Go fuck yourself. The whole Trayvon Martin case is annoying as shit. 
Jamie, yeah, Jamie Foxx arrives at the MTV Music Award, I mean, MTV Awards wearing a shirt with a dead nigger criminals on it. Sad. That's right. So now he's a criminal. And you, but you know, it amazes me that they say this stuff and they're still talking about the little girl that went to Aruba. Right. And got missing. I mean, mm-hmm. how long has that been? I just saw something on the news about her the other day and I was like, okay, she went down there and partied with her friends and got missing. Right. And this little boy was murdered walking home. And people are trying to act as if it never happened. Yeah. And my thing, too, is that he's also addressing two situations in one. You ignoring the other children. Yeah. So it's it's like because you just see a black man with the with the with the picture of a black boy on it, surrounded by white children. They all were were, were victims here. But because you can't look beyond the race, all of a sudden, all this racism and, 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 and the way our country is divided up and people really do look at race. So it's funny when people tell you, you know, um, when it comes to race, people be like, well, it don't mean anything. You know, you, you, you're making it up. I know you can't, how can you make shit up when you see tweets like this, Facebook, um, Facebook posts like this saying this thing, but yet we live in a post-racial society. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Um, so yeah and there's a bunch of other tweets stupid jamie fox someone tweeted him at i am jamie fox stupid nigger liberal fuck uh old trayvon martin shirt that nigger dying made one less family have their car not stolen like wow yeah i mean uh, some of it i'm sure is that hipster racism trying to be funny shit I'm but i'm glad i didn't see any of those tweets because i would have like really went after them like a pit bull well my favorite thing to do now is uh sometimes i'll just search for racist terms on twitter and then I put the lines from um, uh, Accidental Racist, uh, the song with Brad Paisley and L.L. Cool J. I put those in the tweets to them. So uh-huh. be like, they'll be like, the fuck, fucking nigger, I hate him. I'll be like, if you don't judge my do-rag, I won't judge your red flag. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, exactly. Um, all right, so that, that, um, another another um thing that happened today, which is le- understated now because all this other bullshit went down, but uh, TurboTax, the popular tax filing software. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it went offline briefly on Sunday, the day before the filing deadline. Oh yeah. shit! I know people were well want was cutting a food. They was cutting monkeys. They was like, wait a minute, what? What? what, 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 what? Refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh, refresh. Panicking, yes. How many people were like halfway through an application and that shit went down? You know, people, you know, people probably up doing their taxes right now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They, and could you imagine the person that was like almost finished? It was like confirm right here. Wait a minute. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, you will be getting back. Yeah, yeah, you'll be getting back a thousand. Wait a minute. No, you won't. <laughs> Could you imagine the phone calls, the Facebook? Like, I know people blew their shit up. It was, uh, yeah. it was, it says, uh, we, they had a Twitter message that said, we're having problems with TurboTax online. We're in the process of bringing back the experience you expect. Updates to follow. Uh, and then what? 10 minutes later, issued another update saying the site was functional again. Uh, for those still experiencing problems, the company suggested closing browsers, open the software in a fresh window. Uh, and I guess it went down from 6.40 to 7.50 p.m. Sunday. Um, so that's a long period of time. That's like an hour and 10 yeah. minutes of hell. People was like, I'm going to go to the IRS going to get me. <laughs> I'm going to go burn TurboTax down if, hell, if I can find them on the Internet. <laughs> my wife told me to do this shit before now. Yeah, I should have already got my taxes. It does that all the time. 
Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. The site goes down? Yeah, I mean, I work part-time, but I still draw unemployment. Right. And so, like, they'll go off. Like, they'll go off the radar for, like, an hour or two. And, mm. like, all your friends are unemployed. Like, what the hell? What's going on? Unemployment is like, I can't find my claim neither. And it's so funny because you'll get, like, four or five texts from, like, your other unemployed friends that are, like, I got to start making me some I gotta make me some unemployed friends then, cause like I ain't got nothing yet. I just I just got this severance and shit, so I gotta step I mean, my we game work, up. But I mean, you know, it's not full time, so we still yeah. get to draw unemployment. You know? Oh yeah, so yeah, definitely. Like, I get it. I just don't have no. I don't have a crew yet. Like I need to assemble my crew of the unemployed. Be up on it. Be up. Be up on your game, sir. So. Yeah, I'm a lone wolf right now. I'm running by myself. I need a pack. I gotta I, I'm, go down to the office and hang out. See what's up. Um. All right, we got a couple more things to talk about uh, before we wrap up. Um, this is another Guess the Race article, um, and the, these are some smug motherfuckers. You know, uh, when you think about your house, and you know, you're probably at 1,500 square feet, maybe you're at 2,000 square feet, could you downsize your life and live in a home that is 200 square feet? 200. My answer is no. That's a small house. Some yeah. people, you know, they have a closet that big. I met a couple here in Arizona, in Prescott to be specific, doing exactly that, and it's all in an effort to simplify their lives. The final touches. A shelf here. A cabinet knob there. A little more routing to do on some drawers. Shane, a contractor, and Carrie, a designer, built their new home from scratch. I ended up having to foreclose, you know, with the market the way it is and everything like that. Decided I don't want to ever play that game again. This home is much different than their previous homes. Let's just say it's a bit smaller. 204 square feet. So it's that extra four that makes a difference. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. Every square foot is is a huge thing. About 24 feet. Like this shit looks like the Smurfs live in it. Okay. Like, uh-huh. really, uh, if you put on 10 extra pounds, you can't live here anymore. Like, that's how small this house is. <laughs> By eight feet. What? Heck, some people have closets bigger than this. <laughs> Not to mention, this home hitches to a truck. So how tiny is this home? Well, take a look. This is the living room. I'll swing around. Here you've got the kitchen. You- he literally turned, turned. around. Like, yeah. he didn't go to another no. room Mm-mm. or take a step Mm-mm. he, he turned, turned around to his back it yeah. was like this is the kitchen yeah like moved 180 degrees yeah like he's really like i really would like to see these two motherfuckers and this two motherfuckers by the way living in this house and be like can you go to the give me something from the kitchen oh god why well, i gotta go to the kitchen you just now i gotta turn around again you're like nigga is that your toes what are we talking about <laughs> kick it go this why way are they doing this i know i Okay. He was scared off by that foreclosure, I guess. You've got the shower, you've got the toilet, and this is the master bedroom. We can actually probably clean our whole house in about five minutes. You're like, I definitely... <laughs> clean the house. Okay, I moved that, that one towel. Okay. We're done. Analyze the options, and it's like, oh, yeah, if our expenses are 300 a month compared to 1300 we can save up so much more. It makes life why, really why, easy. why? You know, and, and, and especially. <laughs> Carla's calling it early. She's calling white already. Uh, should I play the rest of this? Do you think everybody in the chat room has had enough of these smug motherfuckers? That's up to you, baby. 
Uh, let me see if they say anything else funny. To the way the work is anymore, uh, being a contractor, it's hit and miss anymore. They want to prove it's possible, and they realize that some people may think they're a bit crazy. Well, there's, there's only one way to know which is we got to live in it to actually find out if we are totally nuts. they got to move it home. <laughs> they've been keeping a blog of the entire process as they've, as they've been building this, and they've had a lot of interest. As a builder, Shane says he'll build more if people want to buy them. He thinks tiny homes could give others financial freedom, too. After all, that's the whole reason they did it. It makes a lot of sense, and he yeah. does beautiful work there. It looks very nice. Yeah, it, it is super nice. It's a really well-built home. Yeah, you know these niggas ain't got cable. Heating. Come on. AC, none of that shit. <laughs> like mm -hmm. windows. I mean, how do you even, you know, as a woman, we got to have somewhere to go fart. Right. Sometimes. So mm -hmm. if the bathroom is right there, it's a problem. Yeah, I want to know no what privacy. Yeah, what is that? They definitely don't got kids. People. All right, let's check the chat room and see what race they think it is. Uh, but Karen is saying, uh, I mean, but uh, Carla is saying uh, white. Uh, 2,004 square feet. The extra four feet is for cheese storage. They trying oh, to Lord. find, they trying to find oil while going squirrel hunting white. Bob the builder making custom mobile homes. Uh, pink nipple <laughs> devils. Pink nipple devils. As children, they got their fingers caught in mouse traps white. MacBook white. I wear a toupee white. Two cheddars that will be smelling each other's farts from now on. We gotta live in it white. The correct answer is white. White people. No, just so smug. Um, this isn't guess the race, but oh, hey, Carla, how did you know that it was white people? What What was your clue? The whole save money, blah blah blah. Mm. We're not doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, she I hit just, it with. You know, we're just not gonna do that. And just the whole have the bathroom where we eat thing. We don't do that. We, yeah. we just don't do that. That's a good point. Um. All right, uh, in Dubai, two men have been arrested for allegedly assaulting a teenager on Wednesday morning outside his home with swords and machetes after an eight-member gang threatened to burn his family's house. Damn. The teenager is fighting for his life in intensive care after undergoing six different surgeries. They fucked him up, man. Ooh, yes, they did. This is like how the Raid Redemption would have really happened, you know? Yeah, in, in real life. Yeah, yeah, all those other people in the Raid Redemption that weren't the main dude that lived, mm -hmm. like, this is what happened to them. Yes. Police said on Thursday that a group of eight Emirati men aged 32 to 37, way too old to be fighting, attacked a 19-year-old Emirati identified as R.A. in mid, mid in Murdiff, Due to a fight that took place in a nearby park over the theft of a mobile phone. By the way, I almost saw one of these tonight. Wow. A, a lady came in. It was like a mom and she was like, somebody stole my, my son's watch. And I know it was one of y'all motherfuckers and I'm fucking somebody up. And it was like waiting outside and everything at the end. I, I was like, I'm glad it ain't me. Um, at least I'm glad they didn't think it was me either. Cause like it could have not been me and they could have thought it was me and my ass would have got fucked up. But, uh, you know, that was like, somebody need to get an encyclopedia Brown on that case. Cause yeah, they do. Somebody been stealing shit at the YMCA. Um, the incident happened when one of the victim's cousins reported his mobile phone was missing while he was playing football in the park nearby their home. Police said a man was seen stealing the phone. And when the youths who were playing football confronted him, a fight broke out after the teenagers returned home from the park around 1 a.m. The man who was accused of stealing a mobile phone appeared at the victim's home with seven others and, according to police, poured fuel around the house and threatened to set it on fire as all the members of the house did not come out. 
uh ra who was not in the park with the teenagers when they fought the man went to the pacify the angry man but as soon as he stepped out the house the suspect attacked him with swords machetes and knives they also tried to assault ra's younger brothers and elder sister who had rushed out to protect their brother police said the general department of criminal investigations at dubai police formed a team to arrest the remaining suspects who fled after committing their crime Damn. Now, are these Florida people? No, this is Dubai. Dubai. This isn't even America, but mm. Dubai, you know, uh, must have oh. ratchetness. They're about their real These thug life. National sword carrying people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Sword crime has no yes. bounds. Okay. Yes. And this is not a sword crime. Uh, I probably a sword may have came out, but it was after I passed. Uh, I don't know what's up with me and uh, white people fight week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I seen the dudes falling out at Best Buy. I seen I was uh, on, actually on my way to the Y. And all of a sudden, cars stopped going down Nations Ford Road. Cars just stopped. I was like, okay, what's, 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 what's happening here? And it was a blue car in the middle of the road with, like, the driver's side door open, but it was coming down the opposite road. And it was two dudes, two white dudes on uh, the side. So it looked like the driver stopped the car in the media, like, in the middle of the road, hopped out and ran, and, and ran across the street. Whoa. And it was a dude over there with like a younger dude with headphones on. Mm. And that dude was going off and he was fussing at him. He was pushing at him. So I did what 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 a black girl with a white girl's heart would do. I dialed nine one one and was like, Hey, it's some white boys down there fighting down the street. Y'all need to get somebody down down there to get them. And she was like, Y'all, you won't be a witness. I said, No, I ain't got no I can't be a witness because I'm, I'm I'm on my way to the Y. But y'all need to get the cops down there. Damn, white people have really been um, Yeah, this is white folks, white fight week for me. White on white violence. Man. Preservatives in the food. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. <laughs> I want you, Carla. I want you. Oh my um, God. Well, um, first of all, man, thank you for coming on the show, Carla. Yes. We always enjoy you. We gotta oh, thank gotta, you for Oh, man, for even asking me. I, like I said, I miss y'all, y'all, my people. You know, I listen to y'all all the time. Well, now that we uh, have the show more often, we can have more guests yeah. and get people on more often. So, um, you know, we appreciate you coming through. Make sure we you guys do. check her out. Um, like I said, she is Afro 10. It'll be in the show notes, but she's Afro 10 on Twitter. Uh, she's single and looking to mingle, you know, and uh, she's celibate. So if you buy a bit, you know what I'm saying? Um, holla at her. <laughs> but, um, uh, you, you can also... Um, Find her at uh, otasteandc.com or Catering Company and like her on uh, Facebook, Carla Simpson. And, uh, you know, just don't be crazy and she'll let you through. Okay. So, um, and of course, we'll be back tomorrow, uh, five o'clock. Talk to uh, Patrice uh, Calendar and we'll talk about uh, them thrones and uh, we'll have a good time. Um, So uh, I think that's about it for now, Karen. So until tomorrow, I love you. You too, baby.